Good evening, everyone. My name is Scott, and you are listening to West New York Brews, Buffalo's beer and brewing podcast. My name is Scott. I'm a member of the Das Hausbrauers Homebrew Club out of uh, Hamburg, New York, just south of Buffalo. With me today is Clay. He's going to be with us for the foreseeable future, as long as I can conceivably lock him in my basement. Today, we are talking to Willard Brooks from the Buffalo Niagara uh, Brewers Association the president of the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. You can check them out. Uh, just Google Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. You'll find their webpage. Or if you want to take a stab at actually typing it into the URL bar, it's buffaloniagarabrewersassociation.org. Uh, Willard is talking to us today about the professional organization, the Buffalo Niagara Brewers um, Association, and what they do, and we'll just get right into it. But if you are joining us for the first time, thank you. Please rate and review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, go to wnybrews.com forward slash rate. And if you want the notes and all the links from today, go to wnybrews.com forward slash episode 13. That's episode 13. And you'll get all the information. If you are drinking with us today, I am having the last of the pumpkin beer that we brewed last year, last, uh, so 2014. And that is going really well. If you want to drink with us, we are drinking in three, two, one. Uh, I am drinking a uh, Hamburg oatmeal stout. Oh, very nice. Mm. For one of my favorites from Hamburg. Yeah, I agree. Uh, have you been to Hamburg yet, Clay? Yes. Yeah, I've been there a couple times. Excellent. Do you have a favorite from Hamburg? Uh, I, I, I actually, their Irish Red's pretty good. I thought their Oktoberfest was pretty good this uh, this past season. Seems like everyone around here is, is a small town fan. That is yeah, I think that's their most popular beer, or the biggest seller. I should say, but their Irish red is really good. I, I, I actually <clears throat> have some of that on our refrigerator. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice beer. But by the way, the beyond the beer I have next to me is a Imperial Porter from the Netherlands from the Molenberg. That's beyond. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was given to me by the brewer when I was over there in November. So, Oh, nice. And I gave him a bunch of beer from Bellwoods that the brewer from Bellwoods gave me to give him. So it was kind of like this, International communal beer exchange. <laughs> <laughs> what better? What better to exchange? <laughs> so that's you, another brewery that's very good locally. I guess you've probably heard of them by now. Is that Toronto? Toronto, correct, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually just, as the Molen did, uh, the Molen, which is pronounced the Mola in Dutch, my wife's from there, so I speak some Dutch. Oh, perfect. And uh, it means a windmill in, uh, in the Dutch language. Uh. And so they... The, the brewery, the the, uh, the brew cafe, as they call it, <clears throat> they started out as a as a brewery, as a brew pub, and now they have a, a big production brewery. It's right underneath the windmill. It's funny, we're underneath a couple of windmills here in West New York, too. <laughs> well, you know, I just realized yesterday that the the state architecture, Corey Moscato, who is the, one of, he's the distiller at Lockhouse. Yeah, I ended up at his place last night. That. 
yeah, I was at Pizza Point last time. Afterwards. But uh, the, that might have been a better choice. <laughs> he told he told I, I, when I went to the Netherlands, I brought some 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 of his gin with me because Geneva, which is what the Dutch name for gin is, uh, or corn vine. So very, but that I think I think it actually originated in in the Netherlands. Gin junipers, like I think the Netherlands is one of the largest producer of juniper in the world. Oh wow! Huh. Which is used in gin. Anyway, so Corey, when I told him I was, I brought a bottle of his gin to the Netherlands. I gave it to my father-in-law. A lot of Dutch people drink a shot of gin every night. He's he's one of those people. And uh, Corey said, "Well, if you're taking that to the Netherlands, you gotta you gotta have a picture of take it take a take it and take a picture of it someplace." So I posted. So I took a picture of it in front of the Mullen Brewery, and uh, uh, with the window with a picture of the window in the background. And then Corey said, well, you know, the, the, the state architecture for New York State is the window. <laughs> oh, right. So they, yeah, have it on their, they have it on their label. He was Dutch. Uh, uh, I think it goes back to the Dutch heritage of, of New York State. Yeah, Corey was showing me the uh, the new design for the uh, the Distiller Association. It had the windmill uh, integrated in the design. Yeah. That makes oh, sense. Is that, is that right? Yeah. yeah it also has a, uh, a beaver and all kinds of, all <laughs> kinds of other cool stuff. <laughs> Distillers have all the fun, I guess. <laughs> well, you say certainly do when they drink that that oh. stuff. I try to stay away from it. It's too strong. Have we already started? We oh yeah, start? no, we we let's let's officially start. Okay, so okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't so know if we start. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking to Willard Brooks, who is the president of the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. Uh, is that correct? <laughs> Last time I checked, there was. Yeah. Okay, good. good. <laughs> still, still on the card and on the name plaque. Yep, it's still there. They so, haven't kicked me out yet. Tell us about the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. The Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association is a brewers association that is uh, focused on the Buffalo Niagara region. So far, yes. is good. basically Western New York plus the Niagara Peninsula. As a region, that's how that, that region is defined. Uh, our, our, our focus really is mostly on Western New York. Although we do have a lot of friends across the border, so there's a lot of activity there. They come to our events and whatnot. But basically, the the purpose of the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association, otherwise known as the BNBA, is to promote the local brewing industry. First and foremost, among the people who live here, but then uh, beyond that, outside of our region, into the surrounding regions, and eventually probably wider and further afield from that. Really, to make known that we have this great industry here. And to promote it, to help help it thrive, uh, to create unity between the brewers, and uh, so that you know, everybody benefits from from everything that's happening. And we we are getting you know, more and more involved in educational kinds of things, especially at our festivals. There's a lot of a lot of need for education, uh, uh, you know, beer education. So that's something we're just sort of going to be getting more into is educational programming. I think. When you say educational programming, you mean like brewing classes or, or tasting events? Well, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, it could be that. It, it, in places where there's been a, an old beer culture, people have a, an intelligence around. They know beer. If uh-huh. you go to Germany, I used to live in Germany, uh, people there, just a lot of people who live there, they're not necessarily beer nerds, but they can talk about beer. They can describe different beer flavors. They know what they like. They know what they don't like. They can tell when it's fresh, when it's not fresh. Yeah. Uh, they have a uh, an appreciation for beer that's just part of their heritage, and uh, so it's really more about beer culture, in my opinion, uh, which is 
something a little bit deeper and uh, more personal, I think, than than education. You know, when you say education, it's like you think a chalkboard in the front of the room and somebody writing on the board and taking notes and learning stuff. That's definitely education as, as well. But, you know, you really want to kind of help deepen the beer culture, which is an appreciation for beer, which is not just the beverage itself, but it's, it's a, the cultural significance that it has, which is one of the reasons that I am so into beer. The beverage itself fascinates me, but the whole culture around it is uh, what really excites me. I love telling stories at the bar. You know, it, it, every beer style has a story, has a history. And, uh, you know, one of my favorite one is, you know, Scotch ales don't have a lot of hops because they didn't want to buy them, buy hops from the English. So that's probably, <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories, but the, every style, you know, has a story like that. And I think that's what you're talking about. And it, it's not just the flavors of the beer, not just drinking it. It's the story, it's the history and, and the culture. And the story tells the story of the people that live there. It's oh, absolutely. Just- yeah, yeah, exactly. So, are you the uh, are you the founder of the organization, or? Yeah, I, I the chief instigator. Maybe is a better way of putting it. <laughs> but, uh, the the uh, the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association has been around for two years. Buffalo Beer Week is going into its seventh year. I've been in, involved in Buffalo Beer Week for six years, I guess now, or something like that, five or six years, and I've been the chair of Buffalo Beer Week for four or five years now. And the, I, I, I don't intend to remain the chair of Buffalo Beer Week for all that much longer. Probably right. this might not even be. Yeah, it's quite the run. Might not be the chair this year. I'm looking for somebody to sort of take that up. But the, but the BNBA started out of Buffalo Beer Week. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you know, Buffalo Beer Week, when it started, uh, I was still living in California at that time. And I uh, came back and I got, I got involved in Buffalo Beer Week, uh, which was founded by uh, Bill Metzger from Gray Lakes Brewing News. Dan Syracuse uh, from Pizza Plant and Mike Schatzel from a long list of bars now. Uh, but originally it was Coles back then. And then he opened Blue Monk and the rest of sort of history are still evolving. But those are the guys that got it started. And it wasn't, you know, all that well organized the first year. I saw that it was pretty cool. And I said, hey, I'd like to be a chair of this. And then it just kept getting bigger. And the need was identified for, you know, an organization, like a, like an association to kind of organize it and uh it, it seemed to me that <clears throat> you know uh well the goal of it the goal of beer week was always to sort of further the, the culture of beer in buffalo to make buffalo put buffalo on the map really uh brewing wise beer wise and uh it seemed to me that the most logical kind of association to help do that would be a brewers association because all of the, you know, great, great beer cities in the country and in the world, they're basically made great by the great breweries they have. And so it's really hard to have a great beer scene without great breweries. So it made sense to me that it would be a brewer's association. I didn't really intend to be the president of it. Uh, But I was told, oh, you started it, so you're the president. Okay. Yeah, you you didn't have a chair. Like, I the music stopped, and and there was no chair for you. (laughs) Pardon me? The music stopped, and there was no chair for you, so... Yeah, exactly. Became, so I, I uh, <laughs> so that's how I became the president. And uh, I have a great affection for Buffalo. I grew up in the region. I moved away for 20 years. I was out in California in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. Uh, if you know anything about San Francisco Bay Area, pretty you know there's scene. a pretty yeah. awesome beer scene out there. Yeah. And uh, so One I just the sort first of, ones. you know, I have seen potential in before I moved back here. And then it just all sort of happened. I mean, I, I, I don't think I can take any credit for it, but... It's just so 
sort of the Brewers Association has has blossomed into this thing that now has twenty breweries. Yeah, and now um, and and you guys are doing way more than just just beer week. You got what four or five events a year now, or more? Uh, well, we have more than four events, but we have four sort of uh, what I would call marquee events, uh-huh, and then okay. a few smaller things. So uh, we have this thing that we did for the first time this year, which may become annual, where we go down to Ellicottville and have uh, our local breweries doing some tastings and uh, hopefully we ski and enjoy Ellicottville. You know, it's the Western New York scene that we're kind of trying to celebrate. Yeah. And that, that's the Winter Blues and Brews Weekend. I, I enjoyed going down there, and, and it was great to see uh, Ellicottville Brewery and, and walk around their brew house. And, man, I'll tell you, a small brew house, 15 barrels, well, they're, yeah. they're 30 barrels, I think. But for that size, the technology that's in that brew house is insane. I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm really brewing is. in pots compared to those guys. <laughs> it's very nice. It's beautiful uh, out there, yeah. too. It's so very nice. And the place is packed and, and they're doing great stuff. And it's uh, it was nice to host yeah, I mean, have them to host the, us. I think that's the oldest. I'm not sure if they opened before or after Pearl Street. But, uh, you know, when I first got started in this, there was Ellicottville, Southern Tier, Flying Bison, and Pearl Street. That was it. Yeah. And that was like, had been it for a long time. You know, it hadn't been changing much. And then uh, the next one that opened was Community Beer Works. And then I was part of... Old First Ward when we first opened it. Okay. I ended up getting out of it before it opened. By the time it actually opened as a brewery, Hamburg had already opened, so I think Hamburg was the next one. Then Old First Ward, and I've lost tracks in Center Street right, right, now yeah, like, yeah, uh, when they all opened. But. I, uh, so I distracted you, but after, so that your next one coming up would be the, the Farm to Pint, is that right? Farm to Pint is an annual event. It's not one of our marquee events, but it's an event that celebrates local ingredients. And that's on May 15th at Hamburg Brewing Company. Uh, and it, it involves local breweries making beer that's available on tap at Hamburg Brewing Company that day. Nice. That's a great sort of experience. It's a kind of a country fair sort of feeling to it. Uh-huh. It's outside. There's, they had a pig roast last year. Everybody gets to hang out and relax. It's not a very... A lot of breweries are sort of a blur of festivals. This one is a fun event for the breweries. So it's a good place if you want to meet the breweries and talk to the brewers. So they're usually all there hanging out, uh, sitting down and relaxing, which is something that brewers around here don't get to do very often, as you know, uh, Clay. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then we have the, the third Buffalo Brewers Festival of Canal Side, which is a, a festival that celebrates our local tradition of you know, locally brewed beer. And then we have That's uh, the one in June. 15 or 20 guests from around New York State and around the Great Lakes region. We had about 30 breweries last year. We'll probably be about that again this year. We have a Meet the Brewer Tent, which is a an educational kind of food and beer pairing thing, which is a big part of what our educational events do is uh, focus on the fact that beer goes very well with food. Then uh, we have Buffalo Beer Week in, the, in September, uh, September 23rd through October 2nd. That also encompasses the uh, brew bash at the ballpark, which is uh-huh. also in its seventh year. And then uh, we have uh, in October, the first annual Canadian American beer festival, otherwise known as the Can-Am, nice. which is going to be a two-day festival uh, partnering with an organization out of Ontario uh, that does beer festivals over there. And so we're going to sort of have the same name. They're going to do a beer festival on uh, that weekend, about October 28th and 29th. And we're going to do one as well you know, in Niagara Falls, USA, or Niagara Falls, Canada. They'll have Canadian beer. We'll have American beer. Uh, and it'll hopefully evolve into something rather large over the next 15 years or so. 
and we'd like to have a competition. Uh, we'd like to um, do some food and beer pairing competitions, uh, and then have a sort of traditional beer festival that weekend on the, on the American side. The Canadian side, they're, they're going to do, uh, they have all kinds of taste education things in, in their festival as well as music and 30 breweries. Wow. Canadian, the Ontario brewing scene is really blowing up as well. There's a lot of really talented brewers over there. Great. I love how forward-looking you are, too. 15 years. Yeah, in 15 years. Well, I say that because, you know, GABF, which is this festival that is well-known and is supposed to be a national festival, but it really does kind of focus on, it ends up being, you know, a lot of West Coast breweries. Uh-huh. They have 700 breweries there. They, 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 that started in 1981. They had 15 breweries there. And uh, I don't know if, if this festival will ever reach that scale, but I think it could. I think that, you know, there's nothing like that in the Northeast and there's so much fondness for beer in the Northeast and the Northeast is really where it all began. The beer culture of the United States or North America, it's really a Northeastern phenomenon. Until Prohibition, the Northeast was really the powerhouse of brewing. Sure. Buffalo actually was very big, especially in the malting industry uh, and the brewing industry. Uh, So um, it's, it's really an assertion on my part, maybe a, kind of a ballsy one that we are, uh, you know, the, the Northeast needs a festival like that. And there's no place in the whole country where two countries are right next to each other where you can have a beer festival on both sides of the border or the same weekend. Yeah. So I think that's pretty unique. And there's a lot of hotels up there, a lot of tourists, you know, it'll probably end up being at a different time of year in the following year, uh, maybe in the spring. And, you know, we're going to find the right date for that. But this, this, this year, it worked out that it had to be in October. And then it'll probably move to April in 2017. And then that'll probably be this final date, this final uh, time of year. Yeah, I think that's a, it's just a very visionary event. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it could be a lot of fun. And even just a few years, I think it could get a lot of traction and, 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 uh, and be a big festival. I think it'll be really, really it doesn't, great. It doesn't need to be big at the beginning. It, yeah, it right. just sort of needs to be the most important ingredient of any of these events is fun. And I've noticed that people do usually have a lot of fun at these events. So I think we, you know, we just stick to our knitting and, and really give our, our local breweries a chance to really shine. And, uh, and the fun ensues. That's just the way it works. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, as far as the BMBA goes, back to that, how do people, you know, home brewers, folks that are really getting into loving beer, loving local breweries, can they get involved in the BMBA? Or I know your association with the Buffalo Beer League. Uh, how, does, how does the average yep. guy get the, the Buffalo, The Buffalo okay. and Iger Brewers Association is a, a professional organization for professional breweries and people in the beer industry. Uh, that's, its, that's its primary sort of you know, membership. Gotcha. Uh, we, if you are a, a very enthusiastic about beer and would like to be involved, uh, we have an enthusiast membership. Three different ways to be to be involved in the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. Uh, one is a brewery member. So if you if you have a brewer's license and want to join our association, uh, and you're in Western New York, uh, then you can join. But I think most of them already are members. I don't think there's any that are not. Uh, if you're a pub or a restaurant or an organization that just wants to support the local industry, you know, you can join as a, as a, as an associate member. Mm-hmm. And then we have a, a, an enthusiast level membership and, and a club called the Buffalo Beer League. Buffalo Beer League is kind of like the guardian angels of beer, uh, for our association. 
Uh, they do a lot of a lot of activities at our festivals. Uh, they they man a lot of our our public events where we you know have a tent up at Larkin Square in during the, during the summer. And uh, we're, we're going to be looking to uh, welcome thousands of people to join that uh, to uh, you know get benefits from us. Uh, so if you join as an enthusiast member this year, the packages haven't quite been launched yet, but they will be very soon. Uh, you'll get a membership card. You'll get uh, you know early admission to our festivals. Nice. Uh, you'll get, I think we might do something like a growler card or something like that. We'd like to, we haven't really finalized that yet. You know, we want to incentivize our enthusiast members to be enthusiastic about our local breweries and to visit them and to be invited to special tastings and tours. So that's, that's, that's a great way to be involved in the, in the NBA. So you might be the best person to, to answer this question with the growth that Buffalo has seen with beer drinkers. Do you think that's, a function of more choice? Do you think people are evolving in their taste or do you think Buffalo has just been waiting for, for more options? Cause it seems like in the past five years, the options have exploded. Yeah, they definitely have exploded. And I think the explosion really began with folks like Mike Schatzel and Dan Syracuse and Bobby at Good Bar uh, and, and a number of other pubs around the area that really got turned on to good beer. That's how craft beer began, you know, began as a movement in the United States is that people were traveling around to Europe and they, they were saying, hey, they, they had this great beer over there in Belgium and in, in England and Germany. And it, they brought it back to the United States and Ken Grossman, who started Sierra Nevada and Fritz Maytag, who, you know, kind of kept Anchor Steam alive. So that's the, uh, the mythical story of craft beer. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and it continues. So I think that Buffalo, it's a beer town. I think that people just have a, they're just, they don't, it's a, it, they're born loving beer. It's a beer town. It's a working class town. Beer is a part of our culture. And, uh, and over time, it, it, you know, the craft beer movement in the United States took, took place and Buffalo had this local scene. There were a lot of home brewers that some of them started breweries. It just kind of took off, uh, and you know the, 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 there were a lot of people that were really involved. And Flying Bison obviously was the is the, uh, the brewery that really got it going here. Yeah, and then others have joined, and it's 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 exciting. I mean, uh, it's it's something which uh, you know a youthful culture demands these days. You know, it's really so it draws people in, and it uh, it kind of feeds on itself. But I, I do think that that we do have still. Um, we're still at the beginning. I don't think that, I think this is really the first chapter of a long, of a long novel. I don't think that we're really sure yet how it's going to evolve. I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting five, 10 years, you know, and I think the the breweries are going to keep, keep popping up and they're going to keep growing and, uh, we're going to have all kinds of choices. We're going to have sour only breweries. We're going to have barrel aged only breweries. And uh, I think all the amazing brew pubs and I think all those are, are yet to come. And I, I, I'm, you know, I, I tell people a lot of times, a lot of folks that aren't in the industry don't understand or don't know how important guilds and associations and that have been in the growth of the industry and, and the national, you know, the Brewers association is amazing. You know, without them, I, I don't think the quality levels and the growth of the industry would be where it's at. Then you have the New York State Brewers Association, and then we're lucky enough to have you guys and and, and the BNBA here doing it locally. I think all those are so important. I, would you agree that the the guilds and associations are, have been important in the growth of craft beer? Absolutely. I mean, we were talking a moment ago about GABF and 
you know, you can't think of the GABF without thinking of Charlie Papazian and starting the, you know, American Homebrewers Association. And you can't think of craft beer in the United States without thinking of homebrewing. And in Buffalo, you know, you can't think of homebrewing without thinking of Niagara traditions. And there's this whole culture and community around it. And, uh, um, and, and then the associations, they, 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 I think the, one of the main purposes of, especially the national and the state level associations, really is getting the laws right. Because, I mean, we, we haven't really talked about the, uh, the pink elephant in the room here, which is, uh, the very large breweries that, you know, don't mind spending millions of dollars on advertising and millions of dollars on this and that and, uh, millions of dollars on their distributors and all the perks they give them and millions of dollars lobbying against laws that are favorable to craft breweries. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's a war. I mean, they, the, the brewing industry as a whole is shrinking. Yeah, there's all these craft breweries coming up. So the large breweries are, uh, you know, they're, they've noticed this and, yeah. <laughs> and they, they, uh, they don't want, they don't want to, uh, shrink anymore. Yeah, it, I think that the, you know, the state level association really, you know, is focused to a large extent on the, the legal climate, the laws, right. the lobbying. And that, that, that's not something that the, that the BNBA is really involved in. Uh, right. I mean, we, we care about that, but it's really, uh, you know, all that stuff happens in Albany and we, we happen here in, in right. Buffalo. So, um, you know, so our focus is really primarily promotional and we can't do what we do really without all the, all the gains and benefits that the other associations have, have made possible. So sure. they all work together, you know, and do their own, their own piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I, I, I can kind of agree and, and give an example. Uh, Congressman Collins just visited the brewery last week. Local congressman, I think, for Hamburg, East Aurora, South Towns, uh, this area down here. And, and he uh, is a big backer, knew all about the Small Brew Act, uh, which lowers taxes for anybody making under 60,000 barrels a year. Any brewery making under 60,000 barrels a year would cut our federal excise tax in half. Uh, and then also fighting against the – there's an FDA rule that's on the table to uh, – to put nutrition information on beer bottles, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fighting both of those. And so we do have friends up in high places, but you're totally right. And I saw it in Florida a lot more with the big breweries fighting against craft breweries, kind of through distributors, through state legislation, doing whatever they can. And, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of the way it is. I mean, that's capitalism. And if people are looking, if the, if the small breweries are uh, producing the, a good enough product, then people are going to back it. And, and you can't fight that. You can't fight the will of the people. So. Yeah. But a small brewery doesn't have the millions of dollars that a large brewery has. That's so true. association, uh, you know, unity among brewers is, is, is the secret weapon that craft breweries have. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really to a large extent how the whole thing has happened. And, and that's really propagated through the associations. I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. that's, that's the simplest way of putting it in my mind. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, you see this, you see this celebrated a lot with breweries. Breweries, they it might be perplexing to some people. Why do breweries like to get together and make beer together? <laughs> you know, they're 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 ostensibly enemies. They're they're both trying to sell beer to the same customer. Yet they they hang out together when we have parties. You know, all the brewers hang out and talk to each other, all friends. And you know, I don't know of any other industries that are quite like that. I think yeah, that I beer think does it. But, it uh, does. It does make a difference. <laughs> but yeah, I think we all kind of would agree that you know we don't want to fight for the nine or ten percent. Of the craft market, let's let's work together and fight for the ninety other ninety percent of the of the beer market that uh, that those dollars don't come to us, you know. 
Exactly. That's my, that's my feeling on it. And I think that's, that's most, uh, small brewers feelings on it. Um, so I, I, on to some, uh, more fun topics. What, what, uh, Willard, where, where do you like to go? Uh, you know, where's your favorite place to get a beer here in Buffalo? Well, you know, um, I, I, you know, since I've been the president of the Brewers Association, I, I have a job and a family and, uh, <laughs> I, I don't actually get out all that much to all these different events. There's all kinds of things going on tonight. Uh, like there's a Brian Strumke from Stillwater, is there, right, is there a right. Blue Monk? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I like to go to Blue Monk. I hardly ever get there. I like to go to Coles. I like to go to Pizza. I go to Pizza Plant. Uh, so there's Pizza Plant nearby where I live. There's another place called More Pot close by where I live. You know, and all good joints. These are these are really spectacular places. If anybody's listening, who's Owns a place that I didn't mention. I apologize. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of an uh, kind of a gotcha question. Sorry about that. <laughs> but uh, director, you know, it, now it, to uh, it would probably take me an hour to list all the places. So you, we have almost eighty members and twenty breweries. So most of those other p- folks are you know restaurants and, and bars. And you know something we should probably mention is is a bigger trend happening in Buffalo that the craft beer scene is actually sort of part of, I, I don't know if most people see it that way, but I sort of do, is the explosion in appreciation for things that taste good. After decades of mass-produced, industrially-based foods, Americans are coming around to a local product. And that, that goes just for, not just for beer, it also goes for food. So there are several local restaurants that are oh, yeah. and really allies in this, in this movement in, in a way. Uh, places like Black Sheep, Teuton, Shango, uh, Ocean, they, they use local farmers. Uh, a lot of those local farmers get their, their, their malt, feed their hogs from brewers. There's a lot of, you know, that, that sort of thing going on, which I think is something to experience. And I think the farm to pine movement that's taking place here is the same thing as the farm to table movement. And it's, uh, it's, it's growing and uh, people, people demand a local product. They like to know their farmer. They like to know their brewer. They like to know their chefs. And that's, that's now possible in a way in Buffalo. That's, that wasn't even imaginable a few years ago. So, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, and you know, out in California where, you know, where I, where I lived for a long time in Berkeley area, there's a restaurant called Shape and East owned by Alice Waters that has been doing that for 40 years. And so, uh, that, that, that wider scene, I think is really the, the crucible out of which all this stuff comes. It's, it, it's, it's a wider movement than just than just uh, beer, I think. So to kind of wrap this up, can we do like I know what Clay can do, Clay? I I'm just a guy. <laughs> what <laughs> what can I and my local homebrew club do? It would be you're you're obviously going to open up the extra um, the supporter levels, but right now is we just get out to the festivals, spend money, drink buffalo beer. I, exactly. I think that, you know, it's, it's, uh, the, the best way to, to, to support, support this and you, is to get out there and enjoy it and, uh, you know, go out to the, visit the, visit your local tap rooms. I mean, all the breweries, thanks to the New York State Brewers Association, there's the, it's now, uh, possible for every, every brewery to have a tap room. And many of them are quite vibrant. I mean, they have, yeah. you know, like their own pub. There's now many, many places where you can go drink outside. Uh, which is, you know, an old tradition in Buffalo, in a German city. But yes, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of home brewing activities that there's a couple of different home brewing clubs in the area. And if you're interested in that, you can 
plug into that through the Niagara Traditions or Kegworks. They both have classes on home brewing. Yeah. But the, the BNBA's well, website is Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association.org. We're in the middle of, there's a little construction going on right now with our membership software. But in the next few days, it'll be up and running and you'll be able to join right there on the website. All right. Hey, I don't know if, if you could put in a good word for me, but I would love a pizza plant down here. Where, where, where exactly are you again? I'm in, I'm in Hamburg. Just anywhere in the South. In Hamburg. Would be okay. Great. All right. Well, I actually was speaking to Dan Syracuse from Pizza Plant just a few minutes ago. Um, you know, I just realized that I missed one of the events that uh, <laughs> is the Brewers Invitational that's coming up in, on April 2nd. And uh, Dan and I were talking about that because he, uh, you know, buys beer from breweries all over the place and has a little influence and knows, knows some of them better than I do. And so he was helping me to uh, plug in. But Dan Syracuse is somebody that has uh, a definite interest in seeing more places. He just told me tonight that... Uh, you know, it's like, well, this place that they just opened in, down at Canal Side is doing really well, and he's ready to open the new one. So, there you go. Send him a Facebook. He, he just opened one in Marriott, uh, right yeah. there by this by no, the arena. That's, that's the closest pizza plant to me. Then, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So he just finished that one. He, he can he can start one. Yeah, right. one down got, here. He's got time on his hands. I think I'm they sure. actually have a franchise. So you know, if you're an entrepreneurial sort, you know, you might be able to open it up yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll look into that. <laughs> yeah. So, where do we get tickets for the uh, for the inter the Invitational? Excuse me. Uh, the Invitational, we are uh, they're on tickets. dot com. They're also available at Consumers Beverages. They will be on sale on Friday at all Consumers Beverages. Perfect. Uh, they will be on sale uh, at uh, the breweries. The breweries will have them. Premier Gourmet will have them. Kegworks will have them. And, and Petty Bones is a cool place. We were just there, and that's. Yeah, and this episode, really neat. this episode will probably go out after that. Certainly, well before April second, but after this Friday. So, consumers. The, uh, the thing to know about uh, the Invitational that I uh, would like to highlight is that it's an Invitational, meaning that uh, actually Clay is is the his idea. It was sort of his idea to do this festival. So, uh, there's a mm-hmm. festival down in uh, Florida where he's from, where in Tampa. Uh, where they have local breweries uh, making some, some some interesting special beers, maybe uh, one-off beer or rare beers that they would make available for the festival. And then they invite, you know, a small number of guest breweries to come and have their brewers come and pour. So that's what we're doing. So we have 20 local breweries, 10 guest breweries. We're inviting each of them to make something unique for the festival and to bring their brewer. So you'll come to Penny Bones, buy a ticket, from 2 to 5 p.m. on April 2nd, and you'll get to experience some very special beer with a nice a nice food spread for the unbelievably low price of $39. Yeah, and, nice. and this is going to be, from, from everything I've heard, this is going to be the Beer Drinkers Festival. This is going to be the Craft Beer Drinkers Festival, the home brewers. This is the one you want to go to. It's not just sampling. It's, you know, one-off beers. It's And I'm not trying to plug the event. I Obviously, I want to. <laughs> no, no, no. Plug the I, event. Yeah, I, I mean, I want everybody to go. I think it's going to be great. I, just because I, I, if I wasn't going to be there because I made the beer, I would be going uh, myself because this is the one. Talk to the brewer. Drink some of their craziest, most creative stuff. Nice. Should be a lot of fun. And there's only 200 tickets available, so uh, oh, you know, okay. keep your eye out for them and get one quickly because <laughs> they probably won't last very long. All right, all right. I'm glad we got that one in. Yeah, uh, Willard. Anything else you wanna you wanna add? You wanna throw in? No, I'm good. Thank you very much. And uh, you know, we should uh, maybe chat further and 
there's all kinds of, of beer we should be, you know, talking about uh, <laughs> yeah. available at local breweries. And uh, yeah. I, I like to uh, get together with friends and drink beer and talk about it. So if you ever want to do a show and uh, get some of the other brewers on and just sample and talk about the beer, I would love to do that. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we will get together very soon then. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, Willard. Bye-bye. Everyone, again, thank you very much for listening. Uh, my name is Scott, and on behalf of myself and Clay, thank you. Please go rate us on iTunes. It's www.wnybrews.com forward slash rate. Check out the notes for this, wnybrews.com forward slash episode 13. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at wnybrews. As always, you can email us at scott at wnybrews.com. And thank you to the Rearview Ramblers. For the use of their song, You Can't Buy Beer with Condolences for our theme song, we're going to close out on that, and we will see you on episode 14, where we're going to get deep into a conversation with Clay. Let's find out his background. All right, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Because you can't.